Hello, and welcome to the Infinite Creators Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I am your host, Chloe, and I want you to know that my intention behind this podcast is and always will be to expand your heart and your mind and help you discover new ideas, thoughts, and ways of being. I hope that with each episode, you leave this space feeling inspired, filled with love, and ready to take action in creating a life that is worth living. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope that you enjoy this episode. everyone welcome back to episode I don't even know episode 10 of the infinite creators podcast today I'm really excited because I have my sister Aspen on the podcast and this is something that we've wanted to do for a really long time um I think we actually tried to start a podcast together maybe like three years ago and we never followed through with it because it seemed so overwhelming to get like the recording equipment and all this other shit so that kind of fell through the cracks, but we, Aspen and I used to live together in California for two years. And when we were living together, we were always having amazing conversations at the dinner table. And we would always be like, shit, like, why aren't we recording this conversation? And that's what led us to wanting to start a podcast. But I feel like most of the conversations were about aliens or (laughs) something really ridiculous, (laughs) but they were always good. So anyways, I know that this podcast episode will be really valuable to most, really entertaining, really enlightening. Um, Aspen has a ton of value and knowledge to share and a really beautiful story and path of becoming. So I think you'll all really enjoy it. I'm going to have Aspen just introduce herself and her story. But before I do that, Aspen, can you please fill us in on your favorite self-love practice as of lately? Hi. Yes. Um, So I'd say right now, my current favorite self-love practice has actually become running. I hated running and like most exercise in general for a really, really (laughs) long time. (laughs) Um, But in the past few months with LA being um, in quarantine and whatnot, I've been really getting into running and the way that it makes me feel when I can just like move my body and go further than I thought I could climb steeper Hills than I thought I could makes me feel like really invincible. And it's been such a huge shift, um, for my mindset as well, because it just shows me like, Oh, I can do really hard things and I can do them well (laughs) and I can go for a long time. Um, so yeah, running. That's a good a good practice. I feel like every time I run, I'm like, damn, I wish I did this more. But I also hate running. So, but it is it's also really meditative because you're like not really thinking about anything else. Like you're focusing on your breath. You're focusing on making sure like your pace is good. You're focusing on the outdoors or the music or the podcast that you're listening to. And yeah, it is really therapeutic, especially if you have like a nice path to run on. Yeah, totally. Being in the trees, we have like a pretty decent sized park nearby that it's so nice to run around and just like watch the squirrels climb up all the trees and just being outside. It feels so good. Yeah, especially when there's not much else to do. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> okay, well, that's a good, a good practice. I, I support your running habit. <laughs> I'm honestly shocked to hear it. Right. I'm, I'm surprised by myself. I just recently turned 23 and on my 23rd birthday, I committed to myself that I'm going to run a minimum of 365 miles this year. So at least one mile a day and I'm pretty pumped about it. Should be good. That's good. Yeah. When you texted me the other night and was like, I'll call you back later. I'm going for a run. I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm a new butterfly. <laughs> You've come a long way. <laughs> okay, so with that being said, I would love for you to describe or just like enlighten everyone on kind of 
where how far you've come like mentally and physically and like emotionally and spiritually over the last I don't know what would you say like five years six years probably like my whole life I'd say yeah five to six years sounds about correct yeah for the sake of the podcast we won't scale back to the date of her birth <laughs> but we'll start with like five years ago you can just give a brief summary and just so people can really relate to you because I know that like the mental health journey that you went down and then leading to where you are now a lot of people have been there as well and can really resonate with that um totally. struggles you know for sure so five years ago, I was 18. I had just graduated high school, um, was really wanting to have a lot of fun with my friends before everyone left. So I got really caught up in um, drinking all the time, partying all the time, just really wanting to fit in with everybody and thought I had everything figured out um, and was just pretty naive about things. And so over the course of a few months, I had lost two pretty good friends really quickly. And I have always struggled a little bit with mental health issues. Um, but after losing some people pretty close to me, I just completely fell into a hole of depression and really, really intense anxiety. Um, so ultimately combining that with doing some different drugs and drinking copious amounts of alcohol, I ended up needing to be hospitalized for some mental health issues that I was experiencing and just couldn't get myself out of. So I spent about a week in the hospital and that was one of the weirdest, darkest, but also eye-opening times of my life. Um, it was just a really interesting experience to be in a place where automatically I had to become sober, mm -hmm. A of all. And B of all, I just had time to sit with myself. It was the first time I had ever taken like away from friends and family Probably to just... Yeah, literally and forever to just like kind of be there by myself and just sit. And for anyone who can relate or has been in a similar situation, you know that there's literally nothing to do. They take basically everything away from you and you're only given a little bit of time outside. You're only given a little bit of like activities to do. So it was really an interesting time for me to kind of reassess what I wanted and who I was and why I was feeling the way that I was. Um, so it was interesting because in the hospital, they really use a lot of Western medicine practices, right? So they were putting me on different antidepressants and kind of working with that and doing some therapy, like talk therapy and whatnot but nothing like stupendous. So it was just a really, really weird week, but gave me some time to kind of just reevaluate, which was nice. Totally. And seeing those like other people surrounding you in the hospital and being like, wow, like I'm, I'm with these people who are also equally as depressed, equally as like stricken by this sadness like, is this really where I want to be, you know? Yeah, that was the, mo that was the other thing that was really interesting. There was some people in there who like, I definitely really related to, and I made some actually pretty good friendships coming out of there. But then it was, there was also some people who had like very, very, very severe mental illnesses. And so it was also like, it also gave me a really amazing sense of gratitude to realize that I still had so much going for me and that even though like I was feeling in 
just so down in the dumps, you know? And so like, oh, my life is over. Like I, I literally felt like I had nothing left and like had no purpose here and that I wouldn't necessarily be like leaving anything. But then to see these people and hear their stories too of like where they were coming from, it kind of made me feel like, okay, like I still am valid in having these feelings and I know it's not necessarily like me. But I still have so much more than so many other people. And like, I'm so grateful. And so coming out of the hospital, I really wanted to work harder and do better for myself. Totally. Just realizing like, wow, I have so many amazing blessings to leverage in my life more than a lot of these people have, like a supportive family and all the, you know, all these incredible resources where people are willing to support me and like make me feel better. Whereas a lot of people in that hospital probably didn't have that, you know, some of them probably didn't have the support of their parents or whatever. Exactly. It was really, really eye opening. And some of my very best friends, even to this day, who are like still amazing, came to see me. And yeah, it was just a really transformative experience. Um, it definitely wasn't like an end all be all because. I've made a lot of changes since then, but it was definitely a catalyst in getting me to where I am now. And I'm grateful that we have, although there are a lot of different things that we could change about um, the battle against mental health issues and helping everyone to understand them and like destigmatizing it and the way that we treat people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm grateful that at least I had somewhere to go to give me that opportunity. Whereas I feel like a lot of people in the United States and all across the world don't have access to places where they can just take a week and like, just sit and be, you know? Yeah, totally. And what was it like? Did you feel like lost when you were leaving the hospital in terms of where do I go next? Or did you feel like a wave of inspiration? Like, okay, like I need to start going to my classes again, like back to school. I need to be reading. Like what, what did that feel like when you were leaving? At first I felt really inspired. Um, And then it was a wave. It was just kind of a wave of a lot of different emotions. I was definitely inspired to like, delve into working on myself, but I didn't know exactly where to start. Um, I think that's one thing that the whole world can definitely improve upon is giving people like more leniency and like resources on where to go for like, um, just support and all sorts of different things. But I just didn't know I was excited, but I didn't know where to go um, to get off of antidepressants and to start going back to school again and to do all the things that I knew I needed to be doing. Yeah, totally. So having like having an understanding of like, hey, do I need to like read books? Do I need to hire a mentor? Like, where do I start? And then what led you to like realizing that changing your diet and like eating a more plant-based, like high vibrational diet would really help you be quintessential to your healing? So that's kind of a fun story. I had been vegetarian the entire time um, that I was going through this. So I had been vegetarian for a decent amount of years already. And then it wasn't until I moved out to California. So basically, long story short, I decided, okay, I feel really good. I'm super inspired to figure my shit out and get my life together and just love myself more. Um, So I knew that what I needed to do, the first step was get out of that environment and get away from the pretty small town that I had grown up in and whatnot. So that's when I moved out to California and moved in with you. So I came out here and at that time you were already vegan and you had been talking to me about it. And I was like, I know I should do that, but like, no. And then (laughs) when we moved in together, I was like, okay, well now I don't really have a choice. So (laughs) I went vegan and within, I want to say even just like the first three weeks of doing that, it was like 
something just completely changed. I always describe it to people as the light switch was just turned on in my brain. I had never felt so clear in my mental health, my physical health, and my spiritual health. It was just like a complete 180, and it happened very quickly. Um, So ever since then, I have just been on a path to learn more about why that is and why more people don't know about this and aren't doing this because it's been so freaking life-changing to go from literally wanting to not be on earth anymore to just changing up a few things in my diet and loving life, loving being here and like just feeling like I have like such a purpose and am so valuable and yeah, it's been a freaking game changer. I feel like diet alone eliminates so much brain fog and so much and increases so much mental clarity because it's so all encompassing. Like you said, like within three weeks, it felt like you did a complete 180. Like it was the same way for me, you know, like I went from being this unconscious, uninformed, unaware human being fresh out of college to like, what the hell is my purpose? What am I even doing here? To going vegan. And the the vegan thing is what switched my entire life. That's what made me dive into like, whoa, I'm going to start questioning things because we've been lied to our entire lives about our food system and the way that our food is produced. And two, like, why would I ever put this atrocious food in my body when I can be nourishing my body with foods from the earth? And then when you do that, it's like, yeah, it's like a light switch, like your entire consciousness shifts because you, I don't even know what happens. It's crazy. Like, but I'm sure like almost every person that eats vegan now can say the same thing. And like, it has completely transformed their life, their life path, their meaning for life, their purpose in so many ways. It has branched off into, if I wouldn't have went vegan, I don't think I'd be sitting here today. Or I don't think I've had infinite creators. I don't think I'd have this podcast. Like all of veganism led me to everything that I have today, honestly. Yeah, dude, it's pretty crazy. Like you said, I feel like it's just so like encompassing. I feel like it gives you such a higher connection to everything else. Like you truly realize like how connected you are to the planet, to everybody else around you, to the water even. It's pretty incredible. And most people don't realize that we make like a majority of our hormones, whether it's like for your brain or for the rest of your body in our gut. And so the fact that we make, I think it's 90 to 95% of our serotonin, which is the hormone that most antidepressants try to increase, um, all of a majority of that is made in your intestines. So if you're putting like a bunch of fake hormones and just all sorts of junk in there, then you're probably not going to get the best results. And once you feel, and you just feel significantly different and it increases your mood. Like people don't realize that everything is energy. Everything is vibration. So if you're eating like high vibrational foods that are grown with the energy of the sun, AKA plants, vegetables, (laughs) fruits, legumes, all of these things, then you just automatically, it is a undeniable repercussion of eating plant-based foods like you just feel higher levels of energy you feel mental clarity all of these things and that's so important for I feel like people to know that have mental health issues is like diet can play a huge role in helping increase like your level of happiness really absolutely and it's been shown through epigenetics as well that we literally carry the experience that our food has gone through with us as well. So if like you're eating the standard like factory farmed animal products, then those are gonna be very, like they've had very traumatic lives. So for that to be entered into your energy field and to stay there for a while because it's processed and not really like easily digestible and whatnot, then you're gonna be feeling the effects of that for a very long time, for sure. Right, like the energetic connection to that food, especially if it's an animal product, knowing like there was a lot of pain, suffering, fear, overwhelming negative energy, and that's carried, you know, that's transformed into your food and then put into your body, which is really scary to think about, honestly. Yeah, no thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's, 
Um, and then leading to, okay, so like you went vegan and you felt these dramatic effects straight away. And then what kind of led you to thinking like, oh, I could do like, this is really like my passion. I could do this as a career. I could do this. I want to study this. I want to learn more about this. Like how this has affected me in this way and why. Yeah. So went vegan and then I, like I said earlier, I just genuinely was like, why don't more people know about this? And seeing like my transformation, I just felt incredibly called to share this feeling with others, whether you're like depressed, anxious, it doesn't matter. I feel like everyone can have the opportunity to be like more conscious about those things through their diet as well. I feel like they obviously like play hand in hand. So that's when I was like, okay, I have to figure out like how I can share this message without like sounding like a crazy person and actually be taken seriously because as you and probably every other person who's vegan knows, it's sometimes a little difficult to talk about with people um, and be taken like as valid. So I started doing some research on how, how to go about like building some sort of business or getting some sort of credentials about this. And then that's when I stumbled upon IIN, the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. And from there, I looked into their courses and just like the entire program that they offered. And I was like, okay, this is fantastic. I don't know if any of your listeners are familiar with IIN, but their messaging just completely resonated with me because they spoke about it as like, obviously focusing on food and nutrition but also encompassing your entire lifestyle into that. And um, so they, they focus on health coaching certificates. And when you hear the term health coach, you're typically like, okay, like nutritionist. Um, But health coaching is so much more than that. They really teach you how to touch different aspects of people's lives. So, yeah. And what were the, I remember when you were learning, Like I was overhearing a lot of your courses when you were going through IIN. And there was something I really liked about when it comes to considering your mental health is in addition to food, there's like what, six other pillars or something that you need to make sure you have like all in alignment with each other, like your environment, your people, the people you surround yourself with. Yeah, so they incorporate, um, they use a tool from the very beginning called the circle of life tool. And it just goes to show how many different things go into your overall health. So they have everything on there ranging from physical activity to your home environment, your relationships, um, your spirituality, how creative you feel, your finances and your career and your education. So it encompasses a whole bunch of different areas of your life that can lead into just your overall well-being. Right. And that circle, I feel like that circle of life tool, like even having those topics or those main pillars listed out could be really helpful in you deciding like, okay, this is where I need to start. Like, let's don't get overwhelmed. Just take one of those pillars. Like, okay, relationships, where can I improve on relationships? How can I improve the relationships that are in my life right now? Whether it's family, friends, part like romantic partners, et cetera, and then kind of work through those pillars, whether that takes you a week or six months or a year or two years, you know? Exactly. And it's like an ever evolving thing. You know, I like to have people rate each different category on a scale of one to 10, 10 being like, holy shit, this is amazing, you know? (laughs) And then you can always just kind of like see, like if you're feeling really great about your finances, but a little out of whack in like your social life, then you can start to balance that. And then, yeah, I would say like, take a look at those, even without that like specific tool in front of you, you can just take a look at all of these different aspects of your life every so often, like once a month, even just do a check-in of like, okay, how am I feeling? Like, where am I with all of these different aspects of everything? And really taking a look at like what you value and how you can improve upon that in a way that serves you. Totally. I think that's something I need to do. (laughs) No, everyone needs to do. But like doing a monthly 
checkup where like the first of every month you sit down with a pen and paper, you write down those, how many, how many different aspects is it? Seven, six? There's like 12. You can make up your own. Yeah. Make up your own or whatever, whatever your top five most important categories are to you, like relationships, finances, health, physical activity, creativity, and I don't know, nutrition or whatever. And put those all on a paper and decide, like, like you said, on a scale of one to 10, what is the most important or like what's feeling the best right now and what needs a lot of work. And then that can be your priority or like your point of focus for the month. Like, okay, like I'm going to work really due diligently on improving my physical health this month. So I'm going to prioritize going to the gym and running and going to yoga and things like that, or whatever needs to be adjusted. Cause it's always, it's ever changing, right? Like it's never you're never going to be at a point where like, wow, everything's perfect and nothing needs improving, you know? Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's ever evolving with like, especially with honestly, the coronavirus has really been like eye opening in that for me too, to kind of sit back and be like, okay, where am I even without normal life? Like quotations, like normal C, because I guess nothing was ever actually guaranteed anyway. But yeah, it's been like, nothing is ever in our control, actually, you know, like the external world is out of our control. So being able to sit down and really like look at those things and rate those out and create an action plan in each different area is really, really empowering and gives you a sense of like, okay, I can do this. And it's actionable, you know, like if we have these huge, amazing, unattainable goals, it's great that you have a goal. But being down and taking off like bite-sized pieces of that goal helps it become more attainable and makes you feel more empowered, you know? Yeah, totally. And especially, like you said, like during this time, all this craziness in the world, said virus, you, everyone feels, I feel like the reason there's been such an increase probably in you know, mental health issues with people sitting in their homes in quarantine and stuff is because they feel they're living in so much fear. They're living in a state of feeling like they have no control over what's happening. And while that is true, like we do not have control over external circumstances. The one thing we have 100% control over is our internal way to state of being and our internal point of, you know, ourselves, we have control over that. So this is a really eye-opening time because you have so much time to yourself and you can a perfect time to reassess where you are in life, where you are mentally, where you are financially, like, oh shit, I lost my job. Maybe it wasn't so sustainable as I thought it was, or, oh shit, like I'm, I've actually never sat with myself in a house for two week quarantine by myself. Like, I don't think I can even deal with my own mind. You know, what do I, what do I got to do to like make this a happier place? I just realized it's like everyone has been put in the hospital. <laughs> like everyone has just been forced to take a break and take a step back. And honestly, that's been such a beautiful gift. Like I know I don't want to discount like or discredit the amount of people that are suffering. And like, I realize that that's completely valid in its own right. And also like, this is such a beautiful time to be able to step back. And like you said, just really look at everything and reassess and realign with yourself and like what values hold true to you and then be able to move forward in that in such a beautiful like enlightened way yeah it's been such a like everything is perspective right so like if you can learn in these times to shift your perspective and see this from a place of gratitude see this as a as a restart as a great awakening as a as an opportunity to grow and to become better like i'm yeah this sucks and I lost my job and I'm not doing well financially, but that doesn't mean I can't come out of this like stronger than I was before, you know, and so much, okay. You have so much time on your hand. You're not, you're not in a job right now. Like start reading books, start listening to podcasts, start an entrepreneurial journey, create a brand, create a business, you know, like there are so many things to do. And if it's not building an empire, if it's not doing something extravagant, like just work on your, your physical health, your diet. Like these are things that you can easily change, you know, like without any, like pressure or strenuous work, you know? Totally. One of my, I have a really fantastic coach and mentor. And the other day on the phone, she said to me, 
that nothing is a problem unless you make it a problem. And that has stuck with me like so hard over the past week or so. And I feel like it just is (laughs) something that really needs to be said and like repeated and just shouted from the rooftops to everybody in this time. Like there's literally nothing that's actually a problem. Like you said, it's all just perspective. And if you make it a problem, then it will definitely be a problem. Totally. That's a, that's a collective issue as a human race that I feel like we all dwell in a lot of the times is that, oh, like everything is, everything's out to get me. Uh, this is a problem. This is a problem. My finances are a problem. Everything is a problem. And, and then they just wallow in self-pity and they, they play this like pity party and victimhood mentality, like, oh, nothing's working out for me. When in reality, like that's your perspective, that's your decision. That's how you've decided to see life. And if you can shift your perspective to everything is always working out for me, everything is working out best case scenario. And there's really no such thing as problems because problems wouldn't exist if they couldn't be solved. So if you just sit in a solution-based mentality, like, oh, this isn't a problem. This is just a, a moment of contrast. This is just a little roadblock to teach me something or to help me overcome something, you know? Totally. And at the same time too, like I I feel like on Instagram and just social media in general, everyone's like, just be happy. And like most of the spiritual community or like posts that I see are just talking about changing your mindset and whatnot. And I totally recognize and empathize with people that that is a freaking difficult thing to do. And it's not like, oh, boop, like you're done, you know, it's a freaking journey. And that's what people are talking about. Like, you just got to ride the wave and ride the journey. Like you would not believe how many times in the past week I had to call myself out on being a victim. Like, oh, something got changed in my schedule. So now I can't do X, Y, and Z. And I was like, wait, yes, I can. You know, it's just about calling yourself out consistently and actively all the time and not being so reactive. I feel like as a species, we're so quick to just be reactive. Break down. Oh, shit. Everything's gone to shit. It's shambles. Everything's wrong. Or like get angry. So quick to just drop into those lower vibrations where if we can just sit and observe the situation then then a whole new door opens up to all these other possibilities, you know? Yeah, and that just goes hand in hand with choosing, making a deliberate decision to be more conscious. Like, okay, I'm going to be more conscious of my surroundings. I'm going to be more conscious of the things that are happening to me. I'm going to choose to be aware of my emotions and the feelings that are going through me when these moments of contrast do come up. And when I do have said problems or said moments of contrast, like how am I you decide today or tomorrow or whatever, this is how I'm going to react moving forward. Before I react to something, I'm going to take a deep breath and really sit for a moment before choosing to react. Like, I think it's um, our friend Ricky that taught me this that I've always really loved, but the word responsibility, if you hyphenate it, you have your ability to choose your response in any moment. You can always choose your response to a circumstance. And that goes with all things, with coronavirus, with you being fired from your job, with you get being broken up with by your partner, like whatever the, whatever the case is, you have the ability to choose your response. So how are you going to, how are you going to show up for yourself and make sure that you can navigate through that contrast, through the contrast in a way that's aware and a way that's conscious in a way that's productive for you and your evolution, you know? Exactly. And that's such a beautiful thing to practice. And like, if you don't do it perfectly one day, then okay, you have all of tomorrow and all of the next day and all of the days after that to go ahead and just keep going at it. And it creates such a cool ripple effect too. That's one thing that I've really observed over the past few years is like, it really does show other people in your circle that it's doable, you know, like it's just amazing how if we all just start taking these small little action steps to feel better ourselves, then the whole world will follow, you know? Exactly. It's a matter of leading by example. Like it's up to you to, to ask yourself, how can I show up better for myself? And in turn, how will I, how will that evolve into me showing up better for the world? Like leading by example and knowing if I can just take care of myself, if I can just be better for myself and 
gain a higher state of awareness and consciousness, then that's going to be a ripple effect that is people are going to notice people are going to observe me and people are going to be inspired by my actions, even if you don't know it, you know, like, wow, that girl's so calm and collected and aware of what's going on. Like, I love the way she reacted to that. I got to know her secret, you know, like, what is she doing to be in such a present state of mind? Pretty dang cool how powerful we are. (laughs) I think people forget or not even forget people. So many people don't know that there are so many incredible free tools and resources for us to use now that we have the internet to help us get to these states of awareness. And maybe you're brand new into the self-development journey and maybe you have never read a self-help book or you've never listened to a podcast or you've never been to a self-help seminar or had any crazy experiences that have helped get you to a a higher version of yourself but just knowing like we have the internet we have youtube with tons of ted talks and inspiring thought leaders and all these amazing people that are free resources and we have free ebooks online and we have instagram that has so many inspiring people like there's so many free resources available to us at this day and age that can help you get to this place that we're talking about where you can become more aware and become more conscious and that's why i feel so passionate about podcasting and about listening to podcasts myself is because you can, even if in this moment, let's say your priority for this month is fixing your relationships. And let's say in this moment, you don't have incredible relationships or friends, or you feel like you can't even talk about these conscious things that you're learning with your friends because they won't understand. That's why I love podcasts is because you can, it kind of feels like you're having a conversation with, with someone who's really smart and really in the same state of Um, awareness that you are. And I think that's why podcasts are so powerful is because you can learn so much and you can interact in these like conversations that you feel like you're in and it's so transformative. Yeah, absolutely. We have so much access and like just so much privilege to be able to learn from leading experts, you know, and also the most important tool that we have is our own intuition. Like how freaking cool is it that you can just like sit down for a little bit and really, really feel out, like, like literally pay attention to your body and like where you're feeling certain things when you're like thinking of decisions that you have to make or whether you should or should not do something or even just what you're going to like practice with like, okay, what should I eat for breakfast? You know, and then just like sit and like literally feel in your body, if it, like, you can just tell if it's going to be aligning with you or not, you know? Right. And sometimes I feel like because so, all, so many of us are so disconnected from our intuition that we instantly doubt it when we feel this feeling of sureness or this feeling of like positive, yes, that's what I'm meant to do. But like our intuition isn't talked about in school and it is a real thing. Like feeling intuitively what is right and what is wrong in our body we feel it in our gut. We feel it in our heart. It is something, it's an undeniable truth that we know. Like we always have the right answer. We always know what's right. We always know it's best. But because of our diet, because of our lifestyle, because of our environment, and because of our disconnection from ourselves, we doubt this intuition. We doubt this, these gut feelings that we have. And just like you said, like just sit for a moment and listen. Even if you start practicing with just food, like what do I need? What does my body need right now? What nutrients do I need? Oh, I haven't had a lot of greens lately can you to eat like spinach or kale or whatever you know just being in more intuitive and more in tune with what is my body feeling right now what what feels right for me in this moment exactly and we should <laughs> talk about that more dang it i don't understand why people don't talk about this more the more you start to make intuitive decisions and then they prove themselves to be right to you the more you'll trust your intuition and the more you'll lean into that when you are making decisions you know absolutely I went to a decision-making seminar maybe like six or seven months ago here in Bali. And it was so helpful to me because the guy really was tuning into the idea of intuition and, and explaining that we, we do always know the answers. And I feel like decision-making is something that I really struggle with because I'm like, fuck, I don't want to make the wrong decision. Or a lot of the times when we are decision-making, instead of tuning into like faith and love, we're tuning more into fear and doubt. And that's where we go wrong because we're just... our minds are just conditioned to think like, oh, what's going to go wrong rather than, oh, but what if, what if I succeed? What if something goes perfectly well? What if everything is always working out for me? And so he was saying like, when you are making decisions, the first thing you should do is tune into your gut feeling, then up to your heart and then up to your head. Cause most people, when they're making decision, 
So they go straight to their mind. And then in our mind, we have so many fears and limiting beliefs and all of this stuff. But if you can reverse that and start with your gut and then move up to your heart and then go into the logical, like thinking part, okay, what are the logistics of this? Like, you know, X, Y, and Z. Um, but yeah, that really, I think that was really helpful for me because now anytime I have like a life altering decision or something I'm unsure about, I'm, I close my eyes, put my hand on my belly and my heart and say like, what would love do? You know, what would my intuition do? What is my, what is my heart? And what is my gut telling me? Cause my heart and my gut knows a lot better than my head <laughs> on my mind. <laughs> I love that so much. That sounds like such a cool seminar. And the other thing that people do is ask other people, which is Good and bad at the same time, because the people that we tend to ask are people that we love and like really respect. And typically those people really love and respect you back. Um, And those people always want you to be safe. A lot of people are always thinking about like the safety of our friends and family. And so I'm not going to tell you to do something that could potentially be harmful for you. Right. You know? So that's like the other thing I would add is don't straight up just listen to your friends and family because they're giving you maybe good advice, but they just want what's safe for you, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I think, of course, the opinions and advice from others can be really helpful in times of unsure feelings, feeling unsure in times of feeling really unsure. But ultimately no one knows better than you. No one knows what's best for you other than yourself. You know, no one's ever going to be able to fully grasp, grasp the full picture of your reality and the full picture of your emotions and what's going on in your head. Like once again, tuning back to your intuition, you know, what's best for you. And if you can learn to tune into that guidance, that inner feeling of knowing and trust and faith, then you're going to make the right decision. You always will. And if you don't, you'll just be pivoted back into another place and you'll have to make another decision. Ultimately, you're going to get to where you're going. And it is important to have opinions of others. So I always say like, never take opinions from others who don't like have the same level of success or like who are on the same level as you, you know, I would say like, be really cautious of who you're sharing your, or who you're asking advice for, or like, if you want a relationship advice and you're asking your friend, Sally, who's been in like 19 relationships and every one of them has failed, maybe don't ask Sally for advice, you know? Yeah. Sally's not, not the one to go to. (laughs) (laughs) What else would you say plays a huge role in your life in terms of learning and growing, like other than diet and nutrition and physical, like mental health, or I mean, yeah, physical health like food and diet? Mm. Meditation for sure. And just learning everything that I can. I'm one of those people who's typically like really obsessive about something. So once I become interested, I go like all the way out. So I'm always just like reading more books or have you, do you know what Gaia is? That like spiritual Netflix? I don't know why not everyone on this planet is watching Gaia, but it's fantastic. Um, Who doesn't know? Gaia is, I think Aspen actually showed me Gaia when we were living together in California, but Gaia is basically a spiritual slash educational version of Netflix. Like there's no trash TV shows or TV series that are like destructive to your vibration and your mental health and it's nothing but like really epic documentaries on like plant medicine health aliens ancient history there's guided there's even like guided meditations and yoga Gaia is amazing and it is only 11 dollars a month so cancel your Netflix subscriptions and get Gaia instead because it'll change your life yes and tv I was reading about it today but TV is literally puts people in a state of hypnosis. And so that's why we're so easily suggestible when we're like watching the news and things, because you zone out into like this hypnotic state and then you just believe everything that comes on the TV. It's marketing. It's nuts. (laughs) Eckhart Tolle talks about how destructive television and like TV series is in A New Earth, the book that I just finished reading. And when I was reading, I was just like, fuck like I'm so happy that I haven't had a tv in like six years with cable and like with news I couldn't tell you the last time I watched the news I feel like that's why I'm so happy 
<laughs> yeah. The news is like, ugh, I don't even want to get started talking about that. <laughs> Anywho, yeah, just meditating. And the biggest thing that I've done recently, this was like a quarantine decision, is I actually hired my first ever coach. <laughs> And that has been a game changer. There's really nothing like investing actual money into your own self and your own mindset. That really has just been so helpful for me to have somebody to talk to and like guide me without being like, okay, this is what you have to do. But really just like asking how I am and like where I'm at with things. And um, she's given me some really powerful tools as well like grounding like putting your feet just in the grass I don't know why I don't do that more I don't know why I ever wear shoes I do it all the time I'm like the barefoot queen I get so much shit for it because we ride scooters here in Bali and like it's probably not best to be riding a motorbike without shoes but like I feel maybe call me a hippie, call me a freaking lunatic. I don't care, but I feel so much better when I'm barefoot because I'm always walking in the grass. I'm always walking on the beach. I'm always walking through dirt. I don't know. I love being barefoot and people actually don't know about grounding. What is it? Earthing, grounding? Earthing, grounding, same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it really helps with jet lag too. Like if you re- um it's your circadian rhythm so if you like resync with the earth where you are when you get into like a new time zone then it really really helps with jet lag and that is so important too just getting out into nature and reminding yourself that you are nature and that you're part of this earth has been so so incredibly game-changing as well that like okay I'm everything is supposed to be here and so am I you know Yeah, totally. I think this sounds so cliche and stupid to some people, but truly nature is like our biggest teacher, our biggest healer, all the things nature provides everything that we need as human beings, which brings me to want to share. I don't know if I've ever shared this with you, Aspen. I probably have, but what a (laughs) experience that I had with magic mushrooms back in October that made me realize And I guess not made me realize, because this is something we already know as humans, but made me remember the importance of my connection to being outside. Um, But essentially when I was, I ate um, a larger portion of mushrooms this day, and I was on Kauai with a few friends and we all ate the mushrooms. And long story short, I like went off by myself. We were on this beautiful empty beach and there was pine trees on the beach for some reason. And I went, I just felt really called to go over to these pine trees. They were like speaking to me. I was feeling very like adamant about sitting next to this pine tree. So like I went and sat literally like on, on my, I don't know what the pose is called, but I was like sitting on my calves or whatever, like sitting up on my calves, like almost like respectfully presenting myself to the tree. (laughs) And this probably sounds ridiculous to some people, but I felt so connected to nature in this moment that I just felt like I had to be with this tree. And I kid you not, I was in such a state, like such a trance with this tree that I felt like I had left my physical body and like I had become the pine tree sitting next to this other pine tree. And I swear the pine tree was talking to me, but not like I couldn't hear his voice. Like, hello, Chloe, like, thanks for coming to me. (laughs) But I felt energetically like we were connecting and he was teaching me a lesson and I don't care what anyone says like the mushrooms helped me talk to this tree and learn a lesson from the street but basically what the tree was telling me is that he was like look at and I was so in a trance like I physically felt like I wasn't in my body but he was like look at me Chloe look at how I exist on this earth he was like I'm a tree and I am alive like I'm connected to this earth right now and if I was uprooted out of the ground, I would still be here physically. You'd still see me. You'd still see my trunk. You'd still see me as a tree, but I wouldn't be alive. Like I wouldn't be thriving. And he was like, it's the same way with you humans. Like when you lose your connection to the earth, you lose your connection to life. Like sure. Like you can still be operating as a human being and navigating throughout this world. But if you're someone who's depressed and 
you're not spending time outside, you're not hiking, you're not swimming in the ocean, you're not being active in nature, you lose your connection to life. And he just kept saying that so many times, <laughs> I'm calling the tree a heat. But he just kept reiterating that to me, when you lose your connection to earth, you lose your connection to life, just like me, like I'll, if I was uprooted as a tree, I would lay here for probably 200 years, and I'd just be this lifeless tree. And I would be here physically, I'd be a form, but I wouldn't be thriving, I wouldn't be alive, I wouldn't be, you know, living, being the best tree that I could be, because I'd be disconnected from the earth. So yeah, I don't know, when I was sitting there with the tree, I was just like, that's, genius (laughs) and he was like any person who's like really depressed or feeling a lot of anxiety like odds are they're not spending enough time in nature they're not observing the intelligence that is in nature they're not observing the trees they're not seeing the clouds from a place of gratitude the flowers how beautiful they are the simple things in life we forget when we don't spend time in nature and yeah that lesson has sat with me for since October and I, I literally tell people this all the time because our connection to nature and to the earth grounding earthing all of these things is so important (laughs) dude that is flipping powerful seriously if anyone's dealing with anything that is like not ideal go just lay in grass without any technology around for an hour and just like stare up at the sky you don't have to think about anything in particular you don't have to do anything special just like go lay down outside and I guarantee you'll come back like feeling a million times better so so cool recharging like when in doubt just go outside without your fucking phone without other people and just observe nature just absorb observe the intelligence of nature like we are so disconnected from actually how incredible it is like when i'm looking out my window right now there is probably in this even in this line of vision over like a thousand different species of plants in front of me and how incredible is that you know like recognizing the intelligence of nature, recognizing how incredible it is that there are purple flowers growing out of the ground right now, or like, you know, the birds flying in the sky, the the way that the clouds are forming, what even are clouds, you know, like asking yourself these questions and observing and appreciating nature. There's nothing more beautiful that our eyes can perceive. And you are here on purpose. Like all of those things are here for a reason. And you're here too, because you're supposed to be here for a reason. And I just think that that's so powerful, you know, like everything has its function here. That's freaking cool. If we weren't meant to be here, we wouldn't be here. If we weren't meant to evolve into the species that we have, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have evolved. And that's, yeah, one of another, many, many lessons that mushrooms and ayahuasca has taught me, but yeah, that mushroom experience, seriously. And I must've been sitting, I've explained that story in five minutes, but I was talking to this tree for like two hours for real. And I, I remember <laughs> towards the end, this won't be as funny because the people listening won't be able to see the way that I do this, but I was sitting whatever cross leg and just feeling so connected to this tree. And I felt like I had left my body and like I was a tree or I was the wind or something. And I remember when I came out of this conversation with the tree, I looked down at my body and I was like, whoa, because <laughs> I forgot that I was in a body. <laughs> I was like, genuinely like, holy shit, like I'm, I'm, in, I'm in here, I'm in this body, like I'm in this human container. And yeah, I was just so, I remember coming out of that conversation with the tree, just feeling so much gratitude. And I remember turning back and my friend Elise was behind me and she was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm good. I was just talking to the street. It's fine. Everything's fine. Um, but yeah, trees, grounding, earth, nature. Great for your mental health. That's where we were going with this. <laughs> yeah. You gotta love the power of the freaking earth. Yeah. So- like for anyone listening, if you are feeling an ex- insane level of depression and anxiety right now, like even just start with taking a walk outside if you can hopefully you can given the circumstances but going for a walk in the park by yourself like dedicate 30 minutes of every day going walking outside for 30 minutes without your phone without anyone else or with a a partner or a friend and just observing listening using your all of your senses to soak in the beauty that's around you and do that consistently and you'll notice shifts in your in your state of happiness for sure Yeah. And it's free and it just is such a beautiful teacher and it really helps with like 
getting you to a place where you can make more steps, you know, because I know that definitely when you're in the throes of like extreme anguish and like feeling suicidal and whatnot, that it's hard to even see like any sort of light at the end of the tunnel and see like what you could even do to improve like your mental state and whatnot, but just take some time to go outdoors and walk around and then come back and think like while you're outside like just think about small just like the smallest things that you can do and then do them and like that's all that's all you can do you know yeah something that Deepak Chopra talks about in the seven spiritual laws to success that I always try and remind myself is the law of least effort. And basically the law of least effort is saying that really everything in life, whether we choose to believe it or not, is effortless and fun and beautiful and easy. But because of, of course, the way that we've been conditioned as a society and the way that our world operates, that seems to not be true or that seems to be impossible. But he says to use nature as an example or as proof, as living proof that everything is effortless and everything is perfectly synchronized and perfectly organized and already everything's already done everything is already capable of being done everything is possible and everything is limitless like if you look at grass like grass doesn't try to grow grass isn't stressed about growing it just grows the tree doesn't try to grow it just grows the bird you know like all of these fish don't try to swim they just swim or the clouds don't try to rain they just rain like everything in nature is so effortless and if you allow if you can allow yourself to recognize that and be the observer and see like wow like this earth is so beautiful and effortless and amazing and synchronized and organized. Like everything's happening in perfect harmony with each other. And that's the same for your life. Like you are not excluded from that effortlessness. You're not excluded from that magic and from that infinite intelligence that is a part of the, as a part of nature. Exactly. That's why eating plants predominantly or exclusively is the most powerful thing that I've ever done for myself because like, it really does just like even deeper, like it just connects you even deeper to all of these things. Like you just absorb life, but it really is like, it's so powerful. And like, it just is so eye opening, and it, it just genuinely has helped me and I'm sure so, so many other people just to know what your food is, A of all, B of all, know that it's thriving and C of all, help me thrive myself. Yeah, especially when it comes to, yeah, just use use Aspen as an example in this instance of like knowing that and Aspen and many other people like high vibrational foods, a plant-based diet, switching something as simple as the foods that you're eating every day can play a huge role in your mental health, as well as all the other things we've talked about, being in nature, meditation, podcasts, learning, your environment, et cetera. But food could be a huge catalyst in the way that you're feeling mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally. Like it, food plays a role in all of those categories, not just your physical health, like your emotional yeah, just emotionally, even and spiritually, like how connected I feel to animals. And I don't think I'm above any animal. I don't think I'm above anyone else. In fact, I think that animals are better and smarter than we are as humans, whether we choose to believe it or not. And I feel like it's, it's not right of me to, to eat them, (laughs) because I think they're smarter than me. When you hear the term plant medicine, I feel like most people think of like mushrooms or ayahuasca and whatnot, but that's so much broader, you know, like the things that we put into our body can either be medicinal or it can hurt us. And so like, literally, I believe that any single plant that I put in my body is medicine. Like it's all helping with something. It's all doing something for me. It's all helping this vessel to like thrive and continue to carry my spirit and uplift me and enlighten me and help me out with different ailments. And it's just such a beautiful thing. I really think that we are so lucky to live on a planet that has everything for us. We don't have to create anything. Like everything was just made in perfect line. You can Google like pumpkin seed health benefits or chia seed health benefits or spirulina health benefits or health benefits of a red bell pepper. And all of them are like, a lot of them say the same things like protein, iron, magnesium, vitamin E, vitamin D, vitamin C, vitamin B12, omega-3 fatty acids. And that's because every vegetable that we eat is so nutrient dense and is made to just 
go into our body and disperse into all these places to make our cells healthier, to make our digestive system healthier, to improve our brain health, to improve everything in our body. And that's what's so cool about eating plants. It's like every, what happened? What is that funny thing that we used to say when every time we're eating plants, we imagine the food going in our body and be like, you get nutrients, you get nutrients, you get nutrients. <laughs> like, like Oprah is like, you get a better brain, you get better gut health, you get better digestion. <laughs> it's so good. It's so fun <laughs> to imagine my food doing that. That's so fun. Especially if you're eating a meal with like 19 different vegetables, you're just like, fuck yeah. Every bite, you're like, ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> Getting my body. <laughs> yeah, man. When we feel good physically, you feel good mentally, and then you feel like you just want to go out and make some freaking change in the world. And it's just so freaking cool. So powerful and accessible to everybody. I don't care what anyone says. It's, it's accessible to you. Yeah. If anything, it's more accessible and easier to access and cheaper and all of the things to eat fruits and vegetables. So just give what Mother Earth gave you and, and eat it. Take what Mother Earth gave you and eat it. All right, Aspen. Well, let's wrap this up because it has been, I don't even know how long it's been, but hopefully you guys have enjoyed what we've been chatting about so far. I feel like we went from talking about Aspen. <laughs> we went from talking about Aspen's like journey leading up to this moment to just transitioning to like all things mental health, earth, and my experience with the tree on mushrooms. So that's <laughs> about um, takeaway. Do yeah. mushrooms and talk to trees, kids. Do mushrooms, talk to trees, connect to nature, meditate, read books, listen to podcasts. Go running. Aspen and I will have to do many more episodes because I think when we talk about other topics that interest us, things get things get really good. I swear we've had the best conversations at the dinner table. We used to be very good at that. Like we would eat when we lived together, we would cook like a really delicious dinner. We would always meal plan, always have the best dinners. And then we would sit at the dinner table while eating said amazing plant-based dinner and have really epic conversations. Okay. So here's the idea, Chloe. Next time we will do a video and we'll both be eating some sort of food. Yep. At the table <laughs> and put it on your YouTube channel. It'll be great. <laughs> okay, perfect. When we're together or virtually? Virtually or in person, either one, both. Both, yeah, both. Okay, that's coming everyone. Stay tuned. <laughs> Truly, I think we would have had a million views on YouTube if we would have recorded some of those conversations, but. We'll talk convos coming yeah. your way. More, more conscious convos coming your way with, with Chloe and Aspen. Um, okay, Aspen, last question. Hopefully you've been able to put some thoughts together about this, but we have to do it for the sake of the Infinite Creators podcast. What is your definition of love or what does love mean to you right now in this season of life? Right now in this season of life, I would have to say that love to me just means being and holding space for every other being. Like literally just existing as my fullest self is love and holding space for everyone else to be their highest self is me loving the rest of the world. Yeah, that's beautiful. Just embodying love for yourself and others and knowing that that is the highest vibrational emotion and thing that exists. Exactly. Around just little dots of love floating around. Amen and aho. <laughs> Amen. Aho. And so it is. And so it is. Last thing for everyone listening, if you feel really called or connected to Aspen's story, or you also are really interested in learning more about IIN, which is the nutrition, it's actually an online school. I don't know if Aspen mentioned that, but yeah, online course that Aspen took is either a six month course or a year course, right? Aspen? Correct. Okay. Yeah. If you're interested in that, Aspen has a pretty epic, like um, discount or something since she's like a past student of IIN. So you can mention Aspen's name if you're interested in the intuition or intuition institution. <laughs> um, and you can use her to get how much off? Like a thousand dollars off the tuition? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. So I'll put that in the show notes below. Um, her name is Aspen Podorowski. And yeah, we'll put that in the show notes. And if you want to connect with Aspen, I'll put her. Instagram handle there as well. So you can shoot her a message. 
has been is not very active in the online space at this moment, but you can slide into her DMs and she'll answer. <laughs> I, I do look at it. I'm just not great at posting. <laughs> there, she's just not there. Exactly. All right. Ghost. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Everyone connect with Aspen if you feel called. And if you want to go to IIN and learn some epic stuff about nutrition and health and well-being, then you should look into IIN because you'll learn a lot. <laughs> okay, everyone. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Aspen, for doing this little chat with me. <laughs> Thank Love you for having all the time. Love you. Love you. That concludes this episode for today. I acknowledge you for taking the time out of your day to expand your level of awareness with me. I really hope that you enjoyed it. And if you did, I encourage you to rate, review, and subscribe. Also, if you choose to share it on your Instagram story, feel free to tag me at infinite.creators and let me know what you loved about it. If you wrote a review, don't forget to screenshot it and email it to me so I can send you a free copy of my cookbook or my dream life workbook. Thank you again so much for listening. Your support means the world to me, and I hope that you have a beautiful rest of your day.